0: Stop. It never rains at Austin Stadium.
1: Hey, happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome to It Never Rains, a special Rose Bowl postgame edition. The Oregon Ducks just beat the Wisconsin's Badger yeah, the Wisconsin Badgers twenty eight to twenty seven in the Rose Bowl. Tyson Alger here joined by Aaron Fentress. We are both exhausted and have some pizza in our bellies. Nice post game <laughs> spread. Aaron <laughs> Aaron, yes. yeah. How was how was that Rose Bowl, my friend?
0: Uh, it had some lulls in it, some uh, like uh, this is kind of boring moments because Oregon's offense was really really bad. Four three and outs and two four and outs and an interception on the first play. Uh, so it wasn't a great game, but it was a very interesting game uh, because of the way it kind of went back and forth and how the defense stepped up for Oregon. So yeah, great great job by the Ducks for pulling that out, but. A very bizarre kind of game, the way it went, I thought.
1: It, it, it was uh, a ridiculous game. There, there, was, there was one point <laughs> in the first first quarter, Wisconsin was leading 10-7, to 7, and Oregon had 70 total yards, and Wisconsin had 10 points on one yard like right. it was just a and, and there's a billion different things that you can like stats that you can pull from this game that just kind of illustrated like how unconventional and non-linear this type of game was and uh, I mean if 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 you want to chalk it up and, and review it as a uh, you know here's what Oregon didn't do well in this game here's what they could work on you could do that but ultimately Mario Cristobal in his second year with the Oregon Ducks led the Ducks to a Rose Bowl won the Rose Bowl Justin Herbert ends his career a four-year Oregon career as a Rose Bowl champion, and uh, Brady Breeze had a hell of a game. And that's that's two Oregonian player or players from Oregon who were the offensive and defensive MVP in this game. I, I that was my kind of big takeaway from from that game because it, it wasn't a great game specifically, but just what it meant to that program and what it means to kind of the people in the state of Oregon as this Ducks team has really kind of embraced the the California ness. Of uh, the, the West Coast, I I, I thought that was uh, pretty darn impressive.
0: Yeah, I don't. I can just safely say that that hasn't happened in ever, if, if at least <laughs> thirty, forty years. Where a they won a bowl game, and B the two MVPs were both from the state of Oregon. I would I would safely say that's probably has not happened since maybe the you know before you and I or our parents were even born. Um, and even then, I can't imagine it happened. But yeah, that's that's a pretty special thing. And we all know that Oregon doesn't necessarily produce a ton of guys every year that Oregon would even be after. So to have two guys be that huge in a game like that is extremely unusual. Um, wow, Brady Green, the second half of the season, has really come along. And, and to see, you know, you and I were talking, you know, how many great performances has Herbert had? And probably his three best performances came during his freshman year, statistically. And the fact that, it, it, like, at one point in the game I tweeted, Justin can't go out like this, you know? I didn't want him to see his in, in his crew with 140 yards passing and losing in the Rose Bowl. And what does he do? He ends up running for three touchdowns <laughs> to win the game. <laughs> and then the game winner, it's just so bizarre. And one last thing, if ever there was a game, I know maybe some Duck fans would be mad to hear this, where no one really proved they were better than the other team. And, and realistically, Wisconsin outplayed <laughs> Oregon. But it's just was a game where someone won it and a bunch of stuff happened. And that's just life sometimes. And props to Oregon for making it happen, and props to that defense for making the plays to bail out the offense.
1: You know what's kind of funny about like the whole Herbert and running thing is I, you know, I feel like they shied away from it most of this year just because they I mean, I it. he has so, yeah, so <laughs> so, so, so much of a. Few, it, it was almost a. You don't want to run Justin Herbert because it might ruin his NFL career. But I actually feel like in this game. Like his running might have actually added an extra like wrinkle to his NFL draft stock, as we kind of look at an NFL that is so um, prevalent with like you know the Josh Allen or Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson types. Not that Herbert's in that mold at all. But, yeah, right. Uh, um. I, I did see some chatter. Uh, you know, just uh, he he showed off that that's a part of his game, and um, I I, I think it makes him so much more more uh uh uh, dangerous as a quarterback just to have that threat because you know we've seen games where specifically today where that the passing game just wasn't working for him and he was he was electric i mean that that 30 yard uh touchdown run that won the game i mean he he put a couple guys on skates and and got into the end zone and and that was that was the the offensive play of the game for them
0: right and then his second touchdown when he got Basically strung out and had to go wide, and he stiff arm dude, <laughs> like he just stiff arm dude into the turf, like he was, you know, you know uh, Todd Gurley or something. It was it was impressive. And those of us who were around in 2017, when Taggart was coaching, and Taggart runs the quarterback, um, and Herbert ran a lot. I mean, they would run, you know, zone read, um, inside runs where he would take the ball inside up the middle. I remember Arizona State he had an 18-yard run like that, and then, of course we all know he, he broke his collarbone on his zone read, really diving into the end zone, bad luck situation. But it's clear, it was clear that they were like, you're not going to keep it until the Pac-12 title game. And then he kept it. And that not first drive especially. And then in this game, he kept it. And it's almost like they were saving that until the biggest games of the year and didn't want him to get injured. But you knew and I knew and other people who remember 2017 remember that he can run. The boy can run. He doesn't have... That quick twitch, that quick um, twitch, uh, <laughs> that quick twitch speed. He's like to come out the gate fast, and once he gets that stride going, that boy can move. He demonstrated that today.
1: And uh, you, you're writing about this uh, as we speak, but what what an effort from the defense. You know, you you saw them kind of. It looked like they were starting to get tired out there w- late in the second half, but that's just because Wisconsin had the ball the entire game. Uh, but you know, between the play play of Breeze, I thought Thomas Graham had a fantastic game. Uh, Thibodeau, it might not show up in the stat sheet, but he was he was. I thought he played well. Um, he, overall, an, a, a very very impressive effort from uh, Andy Avalis' defense here in in his finale of his first season.
0: You know, any really good team, um, east side of the ball is gonna be willing and able to pick up the other side. You know, there's going to be games, like the Washington State game, the Washington game, where the defense, you know, didn't look that great, and the offense picked them up. And then in this game, the offense looked awful, straight up. And, you know, I talked to a bunch of guys on defense, and I kept asking, like, if I asked six or seven guys, you know, was – was there times in this game when you guys knew you had to make something happen? And a lot of guys at first were kind of sheepish. They didn't want to, make, they didn't want to disrespect the offense. So I had the preface it like, I'm not trying to disrespect the offense, but they didn't play all that well. Did you guys feel like we had to make something happen? And those who were honest about it, like four or five guys were like, yeah, we, we, knew, we, we knew we had to make something happen. I said to Lamar, I said, you know, Look, you guys were coming off the field, sitting down, and they getting right back up. And he's like, exactly. I go, so that has to tell you, we might have to help these guys out. And guys were like, yeah, we do. We had to pick them up. And that's what they did. And, and to a man I talked to, I said, when Herbert scored that touchdown after the Breeze Force fumble, how did that make you guys feel knowing that you put the offense in the position to do that? And they were like, guys, were like saying that was exhilarating, that was so much fun. We felt so much pride that we helped him do that. And then after they scored, they told Herbert. A couple guys said, we just said to Herbert, we got you now. We're going to go out there and we're going to shut them down, get you the ball back, and then you run off the clock. Um, so it's nice to see a team that each side of the of the, of the ball takes responsibility to help out the other one when they need it.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was uh, an exciting game at, at times. Uh, I think Aaron and I both uh, are looking for tips. If anyone knows how to get cigar smoke out of a, a sports jacket. <laughs> you are smoking um, cigars yeah, in the it,
0: locker room.
1: Hey, before that, real quick, I want to bring up something that's pretty cool that we're doing. Uh, The Athletic College Football is live in New Orleans for the College Football Playoff National Championship. You can join us Saturday, January 11th at the House of Blues New Orleans for live episodes of The Audible with Bruce and Stu and the Andy Staple Show. Doors open at noon central and the show starts at one o'clock. Both shows will feature interviews with special guests and Q&A sessions with some of the brightest minds in college football. What's funny, though, is I don't think they're including me and Aaron, but, uh, yeah, I, I digress. For tickets, you can go on to theathletic.com slash house of blues or click the link in the show notes. And make sure to get your tickets in advance because we are expecting the show to sell out.
0: Um, you have to be 21 to smoke, right? Tobacco, right? Or is it
1: 18? I think it's 18. Is it 21 alcohol, well, well,
0: 18 tobacco? Uh,
1: <laughs> some, some, someone 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 just tweeted at me that the administration just passed something new where it, it got up to 21 but i mean it, it was it was just a funny scene walking in there and you're just like oh is, is that cigar smoke and then just everyone had cigars and i uh i was talking to matt mariota and uh, uh he was asking him if, if he came down into the locker room um uh, after the Ducks won their last game, or after the last Rose Bowl, and he's like, "No," I was like, "I'm guessing that Marcus probably wouldn't be much of a cigar smoker." And he's like, "Oh no, definitely not. He he would have stayed no. away from that." And to to be fair, I don't think I saw Justin Herbert with one either, but he was—he's well, uh, twenty-one man, it though. Was, but
0: I I just looked it up. They just the state of California just raised the age limit to twenty-one very recently. It looks like October they just raised it to twenty-one. So. Three months ago, it was illegal for those kids under 21. Today, it was illegal. And I think we need to get them on probation and arrest them, guys. What do you think? <laughs> Make some <laughs> citizens arrest for getting smoked yeah. in my jacket. <laughs> I'm about to get that to dry like it was in a bar uh, or something. Anyway, we digress.
1: You, 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 you know what? If they all got arrested, I think there would be a bevy of organ fans willing to pay their bail. The and bail that it. might be an NCA violate. Yeah, that might be an NCA violet. Anyways, <laughs> it was it was it was a it was a funny scene. Uh, w- we are making jest of it. It was it was it was funny, and I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we're we're going to keep this one short here. But, uh, just one thing I wanted to note, though, like. The Rose Bowl is. I, I know this wasn't the playoff, and and whatever, and all that, and Wisconsin wasn't actually their conference champion, but the Rose Bowl as a setting is just—it's the most spectacular thing in college football, in my opinion. I mean, it was—it was a gorgeous day out there today. It was—it was sunny uh, when it got to twilight, and the mountains turned pink behind behind. I mean, it was—it was beautiful, and and I I can't think of a, a a better way to end what has been kind of a. Crazy season for Oregon when you look back at it. I mean, it was just it, four months ago we started this thing out in, in Dallas in, in Jerry's world, and uh, you know we, we, we finished it out at this setting. It, it, it's it's been uh, a, a lot of fun this year.
0: Yeah, it's definitely been an interesting year. They were they were confusing at times, you know. And, and you know, <laughs> like I this this today how they looked on offense is how I thought they were going to look against Utah, not be able to run the right. football, and then Herbert if he can make plays or not, and he didn't in the passing the game. But they blew out Utah. And so I wondered who was going to show up this week. I didn't make a prediction. I, like, actually abstained from a prediction because I'm like, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know. I don't know. I want to see who shows up. And Oregon's offense did not show up. And Wisconsin's defense played great. But the defense made plays for the Ducks. And they, they stepped up and they got it done. And the bottom line is you only need one more point than their team and they got it. But listen to this, man. Man, had only had 49 yards rushing. They only had 204 yards total offense. I – Again, I'd have to look it up, but I almost guarantee you they have never, they have not won a game with 200 yards of offense in at least 10 years. I could be wrong. There might have been one, but given how great the offense has been, especially with, you know the Chip Kelly and, and early Mark, well actually all Mark Herr for years, uh, I can't imagine that there are very many wins that have had 20 yards of offense. That's just unbelievable. And again, props to the defense.
1: Most definitely. Okay, so Aaron's got a story to finish up. Uh, we have one last night w- w- with the uh, the open bar downstairs. So we will be enjoying <laughs> our final night here at the Media Hotel outside of LA Live. And uh, yeah, it's done. It's done. We're finished. We're gonna get home tomorrow and probably sleep for about fifty two straight hours. And uh, yeah, it's it's been I'm, real.
0: And I have to get I get home <laughs> tomorrow, then I got two days to get and I have to leave for Philly for. Eagles Seahawks on Sunday, so my football is not quite over yet, but uh, it might be on Sunday. Although I think they're going to win. Seahawks <laughs> will win.
1: Well, we, we really appreciate everyone who's uh, listened to us throughout the season and uh, um, uh, and and read us. We will both have our stories up on the Athletic tonight and uh, or tomorrow morning if uh, if you're listening to this uh, on Thursday. And uh, yeah, happy New Year, everyone! And we'll be back uh, for another episode of uh, It Never Rains.